Welcome back again to the Chasing Tone Podcast. I, of course, am Brian. Today I talked to Blake Weiland again from the Tone Mob Podcast. And we talk about the thing that actually got us really into tone, like the artist or the equipment that really got us chasing tone. So let's jump right into that. Brian. Brian, Brian. Brian. Yes, that's me. Brian. Yes, yes. We can... You know what? Now that we're, we're recording again, mm-hmm. I can actually remember the thing. Do you remember the I thing? I don't remember the thing, no. Remember we were talking about the thing that you and I knew about and we couldn't talk about the thing with anybody else, but now we can talk about it. Oh, that thing. See, I thought you were talking about the other thing, which in, which no, in that circumstance, don't. like, we can't talk about that thing yet. Not, no, we can't talk about that. Oh, you mean the thing that we were talking about before, which was the thing that we didn't talk about. Yes, and now we can talk about that thing because it's happened. Gotcha, okay. So fill, fill uh-huh. everyone in on what that particular thing is that you're talking about. So that thing, which isn't the other thing, is what probably a good portion of the listeners of this podcast have probably already seen, which is like uh, the ultimate gear giveaway. Yeah. Uh, of which, of course, in any conversation involving ultimate gear, there would be a Wampler pedal involved in that, of course. There is? Uh, yeah. <laughs> just, of course I there know, is. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. So, so <laughs> you had like a gigantic amount of things that you were basically giving away for free, right? Yeah, yeah, I got together. So the kind of the backstory of it is I had been hit up by several companies. I used to do giveaways a lot um, early on. And then I kind of stopped just because, you know, if you're doing them all the time, it just gets, it's really like people get tired of hearing about it, basically. Right. So I wanted to, to, to do a giveaway and I wanted it to be, you know, legitimately special, not just another gear giveaway. So I kind of sat down, I, I'd, re, I'd been hit up by several companies and um, I realized that if I could just get a couple pedals, not, uh, I, I could probably put together an entire rig. Um, so that's what we did. So, cause I had already been hit up by a guitar company, which was a uh, pure Salem guitars and a pedal work company, which was creation. And I'd done giveaways with them in the past, but basically I just filled in the gaps. Uh, so right now, uh, as this episode airs, which will be next Monday, right? Um, yeah, the, the, there'll be still one more week left and you could enter to win a, uh, a guitar. A, some custom cables, a loaded pedal board, uh, which of one of the pedals is a uh, Wampler Faux Tape Echo, mm-hmm. so thank you for that, you Brian, are. and a amp, a tube amp by Third Power Amp, so it's all over the internet right now, if you type in, like, hashtag ultimate gear giveaway, you'll probably find it, um, it's probably all over the various it's, gear groups, and it's definitely on my it's Instagram. It's inside so. the internet now. Yes. It is. It's almost to break the internet, I think. <laughs> it's on the internet. Gotcha. <laughs> yes. Yes. So it's, it'll be easy to find. Just hit up your normal, uh, all the normal places where you find me or Brian, and you'll probably see it on there. So, you should. There you go. That was the big thing. And that yeah. was a pretty cool thing. And that, and I know just from talking to you over the past months, maybe, that you, uh, yeah, it took months. a lot of work to really get all that together. It, it did, and I learned some things. I'd like to kind of possibly make this an annual thing, mm-hmm. um, and it may be like the only giveaway I do 
every year, mm-hmm. but like make it a really, really awesome one. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of up for discussion, but there's definitely a lot of things I learned throughout the process that, of trying to organize something of this scale. It seems easy. It's, uh, it, it's extremely challenging when there's that many different people involved. Well, yeah, there's, there's a lot of moving pieces there, you know, so mm-hmm. trying to coordinate so, all those moving pieces is sure not the easiest thing to do. Yeah. And then another part of the equation, it, it's, it's not their fault, but we talked about it on the show when creation got the, uh, the CC desisty. Um, we were planning on using one of the boards that they could no longer sell. So that was a, a bit of a challenge. Hmm. Uh, that we were dealing with as well. And that's why I was fairly close to that situation. Right. Um, but it's now happened. Everything's rocking and rolling and we got a flat board with a flight case. So it's actually even cooler. So it's all flat board out. with the flat case. That sounds like a song. Flat board with a flat case. I get a rap beat behind it. Um, you know, cool. <laughs> well, that's more of a Skrillex for- thing. I think. But that's okay. We'll... Isn't that how the script thing? Yeah. I don't know. That's pretty good, man. I like it. That's good. <laughs> guess who's guess who's down there? If this uh, guitar pedal thing doesn't work out for you, you got a future. You know? I got a future in the Skrillex business. <laughs> that's right. Beatboxing with the Skrillex. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that guy was in like a Screamo band originally back in I the day? I did not know that, but that is because I have not ever read anything about Skrillex. Uh, I didn't really either, but I knew the band, um, back in the day. And all of a sudden I seen him doing his electronic thing and I was like, I'm confused. What's going on? He probably decided he wanted to anyway. make money. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. Call me crazy. Uh, yeah. But, um, you know, not to go too far on the business tangent, but that's kind of where, uh, you know, it's more, more money there than guitar stuff. I'm like, I'm thinking right now, you know? Oh yeah. He, I, I read a thing the other day um, about, you know, various artists and what they make per gig. He's making like 250 grand a yeah, gig. Yeah, it's nuts. Absolutely so nuts. He's doing okay. He's doing all right. Mm-hmm. He's doing all right. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if you, there was a paper that was on the internet uh, that I bumped into, I don't know, a month or two ago. It had some pretty big names on there about like what they get per show. And I was just astonished. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, some of these guys are working for peanuts compared to, you know, what you would think they would be making, you know? Like there's some big names, right. like four or five thousand dollars a gig, and I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, there's some like wedding bands that make more than that, <laughs> you know. So, I I think I seen that same paper, and then on the same token, there were some guys where I'm like, really, he makes that yeah, much? exactly, Seriously? yeah, it was the opposite too. Like, why, why, how, how come? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Yeah. Anyway, that was that was a really interesting read. I wonder how accurate that was. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm sure somebody got fired over that getting leaked, if I had to guess. Oh, yeah. But it was on the internet, so you know oh, it's that's true. true. Just like this Beca- And that's completely, mm-hmm. it's impossible to fake a Microsoft Word document with numbers and names on it, you know? <laughs> so, it's got to be legit. No, it's, it's, it's physically impossible. Like, it's literally never been done before. <laughs> ever. But we're probably the first people that ever thought of it, so we, 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 should, <laughs> we should patent that idea. Yeah, I'm going to send a cease and desist to everyone that doesn't, you know, comply. <laughs> How dare you modify a Word document without my permission? <laughs> it's not Microsoft Word now. It is now Microsoft Blake. 
That's what we call it. Microsoft Blake. <laughs> yes. But that doesn't make any sense. Doesn't it matter. It doesn't matter. It's my patent. I... Shut up. That's right. My patent. So, you anyways, to go to... That's, that's <laughs> not at all what we were planning to talk about today. It just happened to... No, uh, You know, that was a shiny object there for a minute. So, you had an, a very, very interesting topic that you brought up the other day, and I thought, huh, that is a... That, that's a very interesting thing that I don't think we've ever tackled. And it is true bypass or... Bu I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's not it. How many buffers do you need in the signal? <laughs> that that was it. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, it was something that I've thought about because it's come up in conversations before um, on my podcast and in various places where I talk about when I'd like quote unquote discovered tone because I played guitar for a while before I got into gear or even realized that that gear changed anything. It was like, you know, why? How come I, when I plug my electric guitar into an amplifier, it doesn't sound like Van Halen? Like, it's, it just sounds louder. <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't know what I was talking about. And, you know, as, as things progressed and I got nerdier and nerdier, there, you know, there was kind of a tipping point where I quote-unquote discovered tone. That's um, kind of how I always phrased it. I mean, it. Do, you, do you feel like... And I was curious... Do you feel like it was an actual point, or do you feel like it was just like, kind of like the catalyst that led you down a rabbit hole? It, yeah, yeah, that's definitely what it was. Um, and there's, there's like two possible things that happened right around the same time um, for me. But was that, it was definitely a tipping point. Like, there is a definitive, like, this happened, and then I got buried in the internet trying to research gear. And now here I am on two different gear-related podcasts. So, yeah, it, there was definitely a particular tipping point for me. Was there for you? Well, with me, it was, it, it was, um, it, kind of both. So like, I, and then to really kind of define what I mean by both, that's a pretty ambiguous term, right? Um, I have to kind of start from the beginning. So me being right now 29 years old, give or, t give mm -hmm. or take 12 years. Um, You're only a year older than me? Whoa. <laughs> like plus or minus 12 years. Um, so boy, business, <laughs> business must be stressful. You look awful. <laughs> I man. look a lot more like I'm 42, you know? Um, <laughs> but so, so, you know, I was, uh, seven years old and, um, in fact, I went on, talked about this a little bit in video and you know, taking the Mel Bay lessons, you know, and, uh, it wasn't mm -hmm. doing so well with the Mel Bay. And, uh, there was, of course, you know, that age that was, gosh, that, that was that early eighties or something like that. So there was like MTV was just kind of getting ramped up. Like that was just starting to be a big thing. Like you were one of the cool kids if you had the MTV, you know what I mean? And, um, oh, and yeah. we didn't have the MTV. So, but I think, I think whose house is that? It might've been like my uncle's house or something. He had this fancy new system called cable and it had the MTV on it. So, mm -hmm. you know, I love to go to his house and watch the MTV. But so, but so as a result, like I was seeing, like I, I was trying to mimic stuff I was hearing on the radio and I had a little, I think it was, I think the amp was called a Kingston. Maybe it was like, had maybe a six inch speaker. It might've been five or 10 solid state Watts or something at the most, uh, you know, mm -hmm. not, not the pinnacle of uh, guitar tone, uh, no pun intended, but, 
Uh, Unlike the actual pinnacle. <laughs> exactly. No, yeah. I mean, it's just, um, it, that's not the amp that you're looking for whenever you want to play Van Halen, right? Um, right. So, I, you know, so I bought, let's say I talked my parents into, either talked my parents into buying me for Christmas or someone traded me one or something. I got an uh, electroharmonics uh, booster of some sort. I forget what the name of it was now. Muff like the LPB one? Uh, no, it might, actually, it might have been Muff Fuzz. That's what it was. It was a Muff Fuzz. It was the kind that you plug into your guitar, had the sliding on and off switch. Oh yeah, it wasn't yeah. even a stomp style. So yeah, it, I had that was my very first pedal, and I was not able. To, I was still not able to get those tones. And, um, uh-huh. and you know, like like my favorite tones at the time. Like this is going to sound weird. Like I was being that young. I was big time into Motley Crue. I was big time into Twisted Sister and oh, Ben yeah. Halen and um, uh, let me think, Sc- Scor- Scorpions. <laughs> no. No, we're going to take it. And I love that song. I don't care what anyone says. What are you going to do with your life? I want to rock. <laughs> rock. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to be that kid mm-hmm. so bad as a child. Anyways. Mm-hmm. So I, I was trying to get that stuff. I was a huge Scorpions fan. So I was like trying to play rock. You like a hurricane and this little, you know, mm-hmm. very, um, very poor sounding little solid state amp with my, you know, $60 Strat copy guitar or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I just wasn't getting there and I wasn't understanding why. So the, I, I say, I even bring up MTV because I'm like, Holy cow, look at the guitar amps behind that guy. That's awesome. He's got a big full stack. And uh, it just so happened that um, around this same time that I started noticing these full stacks, the music store that I was taking lessons from had a big, you know, full stack. Had two 412 cabinets and a Marshall of some sort. And uh, they would not allow me to, they would not allow me to play through it in any way. Like, I just, I guess apparently I wasn't good enough to play through it or they like they, not at all. No, there's like, you're, you're seven years old kid. Get out of here. You're not plugging through that. Um, so I didn't actually get the, the chance to plug through a Marshall for, for a very long time. So anyways, so fat, let's fast forward a few years down the road where, you know, you know, I'd, I'd played guitar for a little bit and then I'd like ride a skateboard for a little bit. Then I'd be into BMX and then I'd like go back to guitar. So like, I was just kind of cycling through different things like all kids do, right? And uh, I started around my freshman year, I started getting much more into guitar stuff. And uh, in fact, uh, a fr- still, still a friend of mine to this day, a guy named Joe Shervick. Uh, I traded him a DOD American metal pedal for his boss, uh, yes. what was it, Boss OD1. And now, now like, that was okay. So let me, ordinarily that's kind of like a weird trade. Cause like the American metal is like not an overdrive at all. Right. Um, and you know, I was still like trying to chase the tones that I was hearing. And so he, I traded him this pedal and I'm like, Whoa, this is like drastically different from like my American metal, man, these pedals make a big difference. So from that point on, I just, I, um, was just everyone around me that played guitar. It was like, I was so focused on like, how do I get that sound with these pedals? Surely there's a pedal that does this. 
another friend of mine of mine at that time, in fact, the guy that does all of our Van Halen videos on the channel, Steve Townsend, um, went to high school with him, and he was he was as good or better then as he is now. So like he was just flat out amazing, and uh, he was playing through like a Fender, hmm, I forget what amp it was, but it was the Red Knobs Solid State. Uh, not a, you know, not a super killer amp, but he just always made it sound really good. Um, and, you know, he'd hand the guitar to me and it'd sound like a chipmunk was trying to play guitar. It was terrible. So, <laughs> so, you know, so I'm like... Like Alvin and the chipmunks? Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, like, it was... That was a bit depressing for me because I'm like, holy crap, this guy can make pretty much anything sound like Van Halen. <laughs> I mean, and it was, I mean, just cause he was, just, he just had that style down and, um, mm-hmm. but still, but still like I was hearing the tone from that guitar amp, I was just hearing things in it that I wasn't hearing in pedals and, and it, it just, it led me to this chase of, uh, okay, I have to try, I have to try a bunch of different amps, have to try a bunch of different pedals. Surely there's a way that I can get to the point where uh, you know, maybe I can't play the licks, but at least I'm approximating the sound of what I want to get. And, you know, right. so, through you know, through my teenage years, through my t- early 20s, like I went from, you know, multi effects to all, you know, every crate amp in the world because I, uh, I was actually quite poor at the time. And uh, I mean, I can't say like quite poor, like I wasn't homeless or anything like that, but I didn't have a lot of disposable income. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I moved out pretty early of, of my parents' house. So I, like, I got married really young. So I, you know, the m- money I did make at a job, I had to apply towards rent and food and that sort of thing, you know? Uh, oh, that stuff. By the way, se- secondary mentioned to all the younger people out there, don't get married when you're 18. Bad idea. Don't do that. <laughs> that that's, that's generally tends to be bad. Your f- thoughts, Feelings, everything is going to change drastically, um, you know, through that period of time until you're in your later 20s. This is sounding very much like the first time you were on my podcast. Is it really? Yes. I don't even remember that conversation. But yeah, I'm very, I'm very, uh, I'm very passionate about that. Like, don't make that mistake. Don't do it. Um, and how does this relate to guitar tone, though? It relates to guitar tone because since I made that mistake, I was forced to find the most inexpensive equipment I could to try to get the sound, which later on led me to uh, having a cheap Boss DS-1 and a friend put, you know, some different capacitors and some different diodes in it. I'm like, holy crap, that sounds a lot better. I need to learn how to modify pedals. And 20 years later, here we are. Not 20 years. 16 years later, here we are. But that's, that, that to me, like, you know, everything leads up to that, but that specific moment sounds like you're kind of one of your tipping points. Like that was a major thing that happened to you as far as gear and tone is concerned. It is. And, you know, um, you know, not to get like all philosophical and crap, but I do wonder if I had not gone through all that stuff, if I had, if I would still be here, if I would still be in this situation, you know, like if you know, if I was living at mom's and had the money to buy my Marshall when I was 20, would I, would I have wanted to learn to modify pedals later on? Or would I just 
Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. I might have just been like, I'm going to go play in some bands and, you know, maybe got a desk job in some insurance corporation sitting in a cubicle right now. I don't know. Who knows? Or maybe you would become Skrillex. <laughs> Who knows? Because he was in a band, and then all of a sudden, he was a Skrillex. I would, uh, I would change my name to Brillix, though. You know. <laughs> Br- Brillix. Brillix. Yeah, well, it goes with your yeah, name. You yeah. Know, I like either it. Or Grandmaster, P- Grandmaster B-Dub, one or the other. <laughs> hey, that was going to be my name. <laughs> Do you ever think about the fact that we have the same initials? Because I thought about that the other oh, day. Oh, do you have like little heart signs in your eye? You ha- I'm, I'm picturing you with like the little heart emoji with the hearts in your eyes. Like, it's so dreamy that we have the same initials. Is, is it- not, not exactly. It was more of somebody called you B-Dub, and I was like, wait a second. I've been called that before. Really? Oh, we have the same initials. Well, interesting. I, can, t- I yeah. can tell you the first person to call me B-Dub, and you won't believe who it is. Um, I'll just tell you a member of the Backstreet Close. Boys, Jay Rocket from, from Rocket oh. Pedals. <laughs> Wait, he's close to a member of the Backstreet no, Boys. No, no, no. <laughs> I just, I just threw that in for good fun. No, super good guy. Oh, I, I'm teasing everybody. It's like, what a jerk. He's you know, be, you know, he's saying something bad about Rocket. No, actually, I, I like Chris and Jay quite a bit. Good guys. Um, yeah. No, but yeah, he's the first person to call me B Dub, and I was like, huh. I guess I kind of am B-Dub, aren't I? Yeah, a little yep. bit. A little bit. So that's, that started being my password for everything. Oh, crap. Shoot. <laughs> okay. The secrets of the Wampler Kingdom have been handed to okay, me. Okay, my password is not B-Dub1234. So that's not it. Anyways. So yeah, mm-hmm. so there we are. So I started modifying guitar pedals. And um, the next thing you know, I started building guitar pedals. I, then I started. I'm just then I started at, selling guitar. At the pedals. back end of your website. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just looking at the back end of your website real quick. There really isn't much money in the pedal business, is there? <laughs> no, no, not really. <laughs> Where, where's the millions? <laughs> I kept hearing about the millions. I don't see any. There's no zeros. Yeah, most of there's just most of us are thousandaires. <laughs> but you're good, solid ten air from what I can tell. <laughs> yeah, if you. Maybe you should think about that insurance. Oh gig. man, you know, I, I was going back uh, looking at my old old websites from years past, and I was like, "Holy oh, cow, yes. that was terrible! That was that was <laughs> the worst ad copy on earth." That's you know, I did, yeah, but I was doing everything myself, you know, like everything. And um, by the way, that's one way to find out what you suck at is do everything and uh, let someone mm-hmm. else critique you. It's pretty. Uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's a good way to find out that's what you're a, good at and what you're not good at. It's a really good way to do it. It is. So you you had a big tipping point with a modified DS one. I did. Um, I did. And so from that point, I started. I started. Um, you know, trying to. I was buying a lot of used pedals or trading people for stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had a lot of fun, like modifying pedals. This is terrible. This is so terrible. <laughs> I'm ashamed of this. I, I I I'm sorry for who the who this might have affected down the line. I don't even know if I should admit this in public. I'm going to. I'm going to be completely transparent. I'm going to own up to it and beg for forgiveness. Okay, what'd you do? So, early 2000s, Guitar Center had a uh, had a <laughs> policy that you could take things back, right? 
Mm-hmm. So there was a time or two where I would modify a pedal and take it back. <laughs> just to, just to, like wondering if anybody would notice. Brian Wampler, that is hilarious. I would, I would, That's so funny I, to me. I would figure out what modifications to do to it and take it back and then get a different pedal. I was, I know. I, oh, I actually, man, my, well, I actually feel bad for saying that out loud, even though, like, that's like, don't do that. That's a total douche thing to do. Although now, I mean, <laughs> although now, like, but wait, think about this. Though. <laughs> that might actually this, be worth. Think about this. Uh huh. Yeah, that's that's first of all, that's a pedal out there, probably worth a little bit of money. But like, second of all, you th- just imagine this guy who's like, man, I love the DS one. I just love this pedal. It sounds so amazing. And then I need more. Like his buddy would buy, <laughs> yeah, his or his buddy will buy one based on his recommendation. Like, it doesn't sound anything like yours, dude. Like, what's going on here? Something's wrong with your pedal. Your sounds, your sounds like crap. You know. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, maybe the oh, you know what it is? It's this is the made in Japan version, so that's why it sounds so much better. Uh huh. I've, I've, got the, I've got the JRC uh, op amp in this one, uh, so that, that's the, that's the difference. <laughs> Boy, speaking of JRC uh, op amps, you should. Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. if you've that, that, the last video I did. Uh, well, when everyone hears this, the last video I did last week, uh, two weeks ago actually, would be about changing op amps, and you know, mm-hmm. like I take a breadboard, I have a circuit set up in breadboard, and I'm just switching through a bunch of different op amps, right? So like all the way from like. The super cheap stuff to like the Burr Brown $10 ones and you know, like all that sort of thing. And man, you would not believe like some of the, um, it's been mostly positive comments, but there, there were a few people that were arguing with me like, yeah, but that's not the new old stock JRC version, dude. And I'm like, I got it, but I've tested them both and I didn't test them on this because they're pretty similar and I just really didn't want to like mess with it. I didn't want to go through like, all 400 different ICs that I have. I just thought I'd go to right. some of the major ones, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Come on, Brian. I know. You didn't, you didn't go all the I way. I didn't go all the way, but I also did not want to make a, a 45-minute video about op amps. You know, I... People would watch I it. I like to leave the longer videos to other people, though. I, I, I actually like the fact that I shoot for three to five minutes, and sometimes mm-hmm. it goes seven or eight. But I'm actually I'm mm-hmm. actually shooting for sm- for the small segment of the guy that's sitting at Starbucks or you know e- eating a quick bite for lunch and just wants to check out a video and doesn't have you know 45 minutes to kill uh, listen to some guy talk about different op amps. You know I kind of feel like yeah. that's my niche. Unlike I like to I like to, to to get in there get it done quick. Unlike me, who I'm like if you're gonna listen to the podcast. It's an hour long, so <laughs> buckle in, buddy. It's it's a whole hour of me jibber jabbering with some other guitar nerd. See, and I, and I hate to admit it because so. this is just my personality. This that's one reason why I only do half hour podcasts because I lose interest myself after about thirty minutes. <laughs> that's terrible. I lose I lose interest like me talking about something for thir- more than thirty minutes. Anyways, so um, and then when I listen to other people's podcasts, you are like when they are longer. And I don't mean to hurt your feelings or anyone's feelings. No you're feelings hurt. Though. You're, you're doing it though, but Brian. When I, especially like when I pull up a podcast and I'm like, man, I, I re- this sounds really interesting. And it's like an hour and 10 minutes. I'm like, crap. You know, like, like seriously. Well, you're, 
you got to think though, you're a little bit unique though, because most people listen to who listen to podcasts. I would say, I would say eighty five percent of them probably listen to them while they're doing something else, like driving to work. And I personally, you know, I I got to drive quite a ways, so it an hour is perfect for me. I I, I made mine an hour, mm-hmm. like just like you do things for you. I do mine for me because <laughs> I want an hour. So, I can see that. I can yeah, see that. I'm a little I mean, bit and I do have to drive. Like I have to drive my son to school, and it's 45 minutes away. So that's three hours a day. I'm in a car. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um. Yep. But you're with your son, so that's a little different. Yeah. So I'm with my son in in the morning. He's usually like doing the Snapchat gig or whatever, right? And he's like, ah, look at all this funny <laughs> stuff on Instagram. Um. Mm-hmm. You know. And then on the way home, he he's. 16 so he wants to drive home so he's driving home while i'm on the snapchat i'm teasing um i'm like <laughs> no, i'm just gonna true. take a nap here kiddo wake me up when we get home no nothing like that <laughs> um but no so I, I mean but there is a big chunk of time where i have that i can listen to stuff and i try to so like if it's a podcast i'm really interested i listen i try to listen to twice the speed well almost always a time and a half i always speed it up oh no I could never, I can never do I that. I do. My, it's so, it's, it sounds like, uh, oh. Well, this is, here's, here's what's, I mean, you're right, it does degrade the sound of it, but, and I'm not, I'm not trying, like, this is going to sound like I'm really being egotistical and I really don't mean it that way. But, like, the thoughts in my head move so quick, so rapidly all the time, that if it's going too slow, I just drift off. Like, I just start thinking about something else totally. It has to like be squirrel. It has to move very, 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 very quickly. So, I don't know. That's the way it is. Well, wow, that's interesting. That's in- some interesting insight. I didn't. I've never talked to any person who listens to podcasts who actually does the double speed. Oh yeah, thing. yeah. I I try to listen to everything faster than unless they are talking really fast. You know. Right. And now that makes me think of like, I think of like people. So I've got like. Not nearly as many episodes as you do, but I have almost 50 out right now. And I get people like new listeners that chime in and they're like, yeah, I burned through these all in like a, in like five days. When are you coming out with the next one? I'm like, how did you do that? Like, maybe they are listening, speed listening too. I don't know. I never thought about that. I was like, how on earth did you listen to like, basically like a whole works work week, a whole work week worth of audio in a work week, basically. <laughs> uh, well, now, anyway. now you have met someone who listens to you talking very fast. So just think of what you would sound like if you talk twice the speed. And that would be, that, uh-huh. that's how I hear you most of the time. Something like this? Yeah, Brian? <laughs> Brian? 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 Can we talk about guitar, guitar pedal? Mine, I, I bought a guitar pedal. I really like guitar pedals. Guitar pedal is really cool. Does it sound like that? Kind of, yeah. It kind of does. <sighs> so. Obviously, I have a very slow processing brain because I couldn't handle that. No way. I can. I like it. <laughs> 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 well, congratulations, sir. All right. So <sighs> with that, let's wrap well, up this week. Hopefully, we brought some value to the people listening and they aren't tuned out by now wondering why we're talking about listening to podcasts at half speed or, or double speed but you know I, you I just realized that we didn't even I didn't even talk about what we were going to talk about we, did. we can do that next we time did, we did we did I didn't your you turn did. is next week then buddy 
This is this is my half hour <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you get your half hour next week. All right, all right. So tune in next week yes, when, when Blake talks about the turning point of whenever <laughs> he found his ideal tone. <laughs> oh. oh, sounds good. Talk to you next week. See you next week. So thank you for listening to the Chasing Tone podcast. I really appreciate it. If you like this podcast, please consider leaving a review on iTunes. If you have any questions or comments, you can email podcast at wampletpedals.com. You can also email, email info at Tone Mob Podcast as well. And make sure you check us out on Facebook, the Wampler Pedals Tone Group, and the Tone Mob Podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.